0: G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are talking players you should actively avoid in drafts. Let's go. Jordan open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to Jack. Game, Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. to Today again, and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Today we are talking do not draft players or must avoid players, whatever you want to call it. We're going through um, similar to our must draft players, except the opposite that we did recently. We're going through each round. Round 1 through to sort of 10+. plus. Uh, I didn't want to go quite as deep on this one because once you get sort of outside pick 120, it doesn't really matter what you do. If it doesn't work out, you just drop that player. So sort of going through the top sort of 10 rounds or so, and just picking out a player or two in each round on each of the major fantasy uh, sites out there that are getting drafted too high, in my opinion, that will um, cause you a bit of pain if you select them at this point in your fantasy drafts. So do not draft these players at these um, stages in your fantasy drafts. Avoid them if you can, and um, I will be explaining to you why, obviously... We're going to be going through all of them at the start. There's a few guys there, a little bit nitpicky at the start but at the end and sort of in the middle of the the video today there are some players that I am definitely actively not drafting no matter what avoiding at all cost um, so make sure you stay tuned to hear about those players so let's get stuck into it at round number one like we said a bit nitpicky here obviously all your round players at round one players are going to be good but I think that on Yahoo and on fan tracks Steph Curry is going too high for me on Yahoo, especially at. is his ADP. Fantrax, 8.32 is a little bit better, but I think Steph Curry is definitely more of an end-of-the-first-round kind of a player. Um, He's someone who historically has been really good. His value comes a lot from huge amounts of threes. The free throw percentage is really good. The points are decent. He gets decent assists, but I just think that he's being a little bit overvalued because of the name, there are a few guys that I prefer uh, Jason Tatum, Carl Anthony Towns, LaMelo Ball, um, James Harden on some sites who are all going sort of behind him for the most part. And I just think that Steph Curry is someone that you can find his value in the threes at least later on in the draft. Whereas, um, you know, he doesn't get you a whole bunch of steals, zero blocks, the rebounds aren't excellent. Field goal percentage might come back up, but it might also not, so he might be poor from there as well. Um, You know, he's coming off a championship deep run, so might not be playing all of the back-to-backs, and and they're going to rest him down the line. Um, They've got Clay Thompson back healthy now. Jordan Poole is stepping up, so there's a chance that he just takes another step back at age 34. I just don't see him having another sort of top-five fantasy season again this year. So uh, for me... He is someone who I'm not getting a lot in many drafts, and I think that, uh, yeah, probably won't end up with Steph on my team for the most part. And the other couple that I'm going to talk about here on ESPN, there's two guys here with the exact same ADP at 9.8, LeBron James and Ja Morant. I understand that this is probably very heavily influenced by their um, points leagues over there. And in those situations, in a points league, these guys are fine. But in a category setting, LeBron James is not a first-round guy, in my opinion, and definitely not Ja Morant. LeBron, to me, is definitely okay in the second round. He's going to be turning 38 this season. He's had missed games throughout the last couple of seasons. Um, yes, he could be around this spot on a per-game basis, but I just don't trust his age. The blocks I expect to drop away, they randomly nearly doubled last season, and that helped his value out. I don't think that's going to happen again. Um, And the free throw percentage is obviously always a concern. Jar Morant, obviously, much better points league guy, but doesn't give you the threes. The free throw percentage is poor. The turnovers are high. The steals and blocks aren't there. So there's a lot of holes in his games. Excellent points and assists, but by no means should you be drafting him in the first round in a category league. So avoid those players. Round two, again, Yahoo, Jar Morant. um, Very much... The, the influence of the points leagues here earlier in the preseason, he was ranked at like 14, I think. But, you know, we've had a lot of time now. He's still getting pushed up into the second round. I think John Moran is a third-round guy at best. Um, if you're punting the free-throw percentage, that's fine. But at 18 on Yahoo, that is too high. On fan tracks, Anthony Edwards is a guy that I would be avoiding at pick 20. Don't know if I'm sold about Anthony Edwards in the second round. I could see it maybe on the turn if you've got a Jokic or maybe an Embiid if you picked him at two or three. Sure. But at 20, I usually can find someone who I prefer a little bit more. Um, I prefer another breakout candidate in Cade Cunningham over Anthony Edwards just because I'm more, uh, I believe a bit more in his assists and, um, you know, I like his steals and rebounds a little bit better than Edwards. Um, Edwards might score more. He's probably going to hit more threes, but again, the threes are replaceable. I just think that we're probably drafting him at ceiling at 20. He could he could get this. He could maybe be slightly better, but there's a good chance that he's worse than this. So I think that 20 is just a little bit too high over on fan, fan Tracks, although not by too much, just a little bit too high for me. And then on ESPN, Demar Derozan at 21.9. So still in the second round. It's too early, guys. That's basically what he did last year, and he had a absolutely career high year. I expect that to I expect that to return down to earth a little bit, drop away. Um, You know, I think Zach Levine's going to take another step forward. He was shooting the lights out for a vast majority of the season. Um, He was getting MVP buzz. The two-point percentage from mid-range was one of the best we've seen in the last 10 to 15 years. Um, It was just unbelievably good that I don't think it's sustainable. I think you have to factor in a bit of regression. He's 38... Sorry, he's 33 this season. Um, So, you know, getting older. I still think he'll be solid, so... You know, if you want to get him in the fourth round, no problems with it. But in the second, it's just, um, yeah, it's too high for me. And I think that you would be putting yourself in a bit of pain, even if you are punting threes or punting steals where he does shine a bit better. I think there's some better guys you can get than DeRozan. In round three, I guess I've cheated a little bit here on Yahoo!, I've got Donovan Mitchell, who is uh, has an ADP of 23.5, which I guess is still technically um, round two. But if you round it up at 24, you know it's the turn of the second or third round. But to me, it's still too high. He is someone who I'd rather take in the 30s. Uh, after being traded to Cleveland, I think he's going to take a step back next to Garland, next to Mobley. The Steels have every chance of coming back from a career-high um, level that he set last year. So all of those sort of things deduct his value, and and, and 24 is basically what he did last season, and I just don't see any room for that to sustain or improve. Um, I think it's all downside from here. So, Donovan Mitchell, both on Yahoo at 23.5 and on Fantrax at 29, I think is too high. I think you're taking him more in the mid-30s, in my opinion. Yes, he's going to score pretty decently. The threes are okay. The assists will be decent-ish, although I think they'll take a hit next to Garland. Um... And I just don't think that those steals are going to stay up at 1.5. I think they're more likely to go to uh, 1.2, 1.1, which they've sort of been more so throughout his career. I think that's just a bit too high for me to take him uh, in the third round. He's sort of more of a early fourth round guy for me, or late third if you really need what he provides. Um, And then on ESPN, Shea Gilchrist-Alexander at 31.0. Point one, it's too high for me. Just with his knee injury uncertainty, with the history of the Thunder, um, I'm not deducting him as much as I am players like Robert Williams or or other guys that have had injuries in the preseason. But we do know that the Thunder like to be cautious. We do know that they like to shut guys down later in the season. I'm not always. I'm I've been sort of the guy that's not really too ex- concerned about those kind of things. But I still think at 31, when you're starting the year with a knee injury. It's just a bit rich for my blood. I really like Shea. I like him in the 40s. If you can get him around there, I think that's fine. Sort of a similar case to like a Chris Middleton, but maybe with a little bit more upside. But a knee injury as opposed to Chris Middleton's shoulder worries me a little bit more. Um, So, yeah, I just... I think 31, you're still looking for the cornerstones of your team, the safer picks. And I think Shea at that point is just a bit too risky um, compared to his upside So I think for me at 31, that's someone who I would be avoiding. I'm pretty sure on ESPN, if you check out the last show, they had guys like Kawhi Leonard and all those sort of stuff behind him. I'd much rather take a flyer on Kawhi than I would a Shea at this point. Uh, At least I know that Kawhi is definitely a top 10 player when he's out there. Um, Shea is more sort of like that top 25, top 20 guy um, when he's out there. And again, still has the risk with his knee injury. Round number four. I've got uh, same player again on Yahoo and F- Fantrax again, Jalen Brown. On Yahoo, he's going at 38.1, and on Fantrax, he's going at 42.53. It's too early for me. It, the reason he's coming coming up this high is because he's a big-name player. Um, he's someone who scores a lot of points, and I think that that pushes him higher than his value actually um, makes him. His free throw percentage is subpar. He doesn't give you a whole lot of um, defensive stats, the steals are okay, but not excellent. No blocks. The turnovers are pretty high compared to how many assists he gives you. So all in all, he's a, he's a points and threes guy with a whole lot of below average everything else. Um, and for me, that means that he's more of like a guy around pick 50, 50 to 55 is sort of where I'd be hoping to get him, not. In the late 30s, early 40s, uh, fan track's obviously a little bit better, but um, it's that points that really push him up, which I understand, you know, you need to get your points earlier than um, other stats, but I still think there are some guys around that spot that I'd much prefer, and I might take a slight haircut on the points to to boost up a lot of my other categories there at that point. So Jalen Brown at that area is a player that I am not drafting At ESPN, we've got two players, again, similar kind of zone, Brandon Ingram at 39.1, Julius Randle at 44.3, what are we doing? Um, Especially that Julius Randle one, he was a guy, I think he was outside the top 100 last season, yes, if you punt field goal percentage, you punt turnovers, he raises up to be like a top 70 kind of a guy. But at 44.3, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of downside at that point. Um, Yes, he's better in a points league, but even that is pushing it um, because there's a lot of downside. We don't know how he's going to work with Jalen Brunson coming into the mix. There's a lot of rumors about people just not being in on Julius Randle and his mix on this team. Um, You know, the New York fan base uh, being quite outspoken about how much they're not vibing his play style this past season. And I think that there's a legitimate risk that we see the usage go away from Randall a little bit. So there's no real upside from this point. Only downside, even in a points league and in a category league, you're just going 40 spots too early, in my opinion. So definite, definite, definite avoid for me in a category league. Um, Brandon Ingram, very similar story to Jalen Brown. Points are awesome, but I worry about how Zion affects him now that he's coming back. He doesn't hit a lot of threes, which hurts his value. The steals and blocks are... Very, very small. Um, I don't know if the assists are going to drop as well with Zion coming back. You've got CJ, Zion, and Ingram. Is Ingram going to be the one that takes a step back? A lot of red flags with Ingram. Again, like Jalen Brown, I'd probably take him outside the 50. I'd probably take Jalen Brown ahead of Ingram, to be honest, because I'm more assured about Jalen Brown's role as a second guy on offense for the Celtics. Ingram, there's the risk that he is the third guy behind CJ. And again, he doesn't give, you me, give me the threes. The free throw percentage is, is nice. It's better. But again, there's just not a whole lot else with the defensive stats. Really, really poor on that end. So Brandon Ingram, to me, is about 12 to 15 spots too high here at 39.1 on ESPN. So again, don't draft him at that spot. Avoid until you get him later. And then after pick 50, I think it's okay. Round number five. Um, On Yahoo, I've got Jonas Valanciunas here at 51.1. He's been a tricky one this season, and I'm watching him closely in the preseason and the rotations for the Pelicans, but I am worried about how Zion coming back affects Valanciunas. I think they are going to lean into a bit more of a small ball role. What you need to do with Zion back in the mix is you need to have a lot of spacing out on the court, and Valanciunas doesn't provide that to a high level. I think his minutes could drop, his usage will definitely drop. And even last year, I think he was only a top 45 guy when he was when everything was going well and without Zion, he, he boosted back up the rankings. But at 51.1, we're expecting him to pretty much do the same thing, maybe just a slight tick back. I think there's a real danger that he he falls a lot further than this. So this is probably 10 to 15 spots too high for me, for Valentunis. I know he's a good percentage guy. He's an excellent rebounder per minute. So I don't, I'm not avoiding him entirely, but I think at 51.1, there's a lot of guys I'd rather have at this point. So for me, Valentunis is a guy that I'm not keen on drafting at this point. Uh, for fan tracks, we've got Desmond Bain, 52.03. It's not horrible. He might even rank better than this, but to me, again, it's a kind of a similar argument to what I had with Michael Porter Jr. last year. He relies very heavily on efficient threes, um, and that's just a recipe for disaster if... His three-point percentage drops a little bit. His value could easily fall 30 to 40 spots. I don't know if the steals stay up high, closer to 1.5. Maybe they're down at 1.1 kind of a level. Um, We don't know how he plays with uh, Brooks coming back into the lineup in a major way. There's just not a lot that I like here for Desmond Bain. And the fact that, again, similar to like a Steph Curry earlier, again, much uh, smaller scale, but his biggest value is the three-pointers made. And I can find those stats later in the draft. So I'd much rather get him closer to the 60s than I would in the early 50s. Um, it's a bit nitpicky, this one. There wasn't too many guys in this range that I really disagreed with. But Desmond Bain, for me, is not a guy that I'm really targeting at that kind of point in the draft. Um, very similar story for on ESPN. Clay Thompson at 60. Again, lots of threes. The points are nice, but low assists, low steals, low blocks, um, field goal percentages, whatever. Uh, the rebounds or whatever. So he's someone that I think just gets a big boost because of the points and the threes. But again, you can find those threes later. So it's 60. It's just a bit too early for me. I'd rather be trying to fill out my center positions, get my blocks, assists, my rebounds, all of those other stats that might be harder to find later in the draft and uh, get my threes a bit later. So for me, those two guys suffer because of what it is they do provide. Not necessarily they might rank around this spot come the end of the season in their nine category rankings. But again, I don't necessarily think that truly reflects the value that they provide to your team personally. So I am avoiding those guys at that spot in the draft. Round number six. Now, here we go. This is my all-time, but I'm going to be keep harping on. This is my flagship for bust this season. Tobias Harris at 67.2. Do not draft Tobias Harris. I am telling you guys, please, if you listen to anything in this video, do not draft Tobias Harris this year. He is, to me, the biggest bust candidate. Maybe there's one other name that I'm about to mention in a second. But Tobias Harris is the biggest bust this season. He was awful after James Harden got traded to Philadelphia. He was outside the top 100, and they've gone and they've also traded for DeAnthony Melton. They've signed P.J. Tucker. They've gotten better, and they also get guys that do what he does. He's going to be the fourth offensive option behind Embiid behind Tyrese Maxey, behind Harden. Um, So he's the fourth offensive guy. He gets no steals. He gets no blocks. The assists are dropping. The um, threes are not there. The percentages are whatever. And because the volume of his offense is going down, they have less of an impact. There's just nothing to like with Tobias Harris. So I'm not drafting him inside the top 100, top 105. And even then, by then, I'm starting to look at upside. And I just don't see it with Tobias Harris. So to me... Do not draft Tobias Harris. I repeat, I am avoiding Tobias Harris at all costs. So for me, one of the biggest uh, passes in the draft this year. So um, if I'm wrong, you can come back here and tell me that I told you so. But I really, I'm pretty confident with this one. I'm going to be flying the flag of do not draft Tobias Harris this year. Again, on fan Julius Randle at 63.46. It's better than ESPN, but it's still too high for me. Um, again, you're wanting to maybe punt the th- the field goal percentage and turnovers, but even at this point, there's not much upside. You could probably do better. Um, there's still plenty of downside at this point, so still maybe... Fifteen to twenty spots too early for me for Julius Randle, and here is the other guy that I that could also be the number the worst pick in the draft. ESPN has Russell Westbrook at sixty eight point one. Now I've always been very much down on Russell, Russell Westbrook, but I think the NBA has, has started to figure it out now too, and the, and it looks like the Lakers have started to figure it out too because the guys they're signing, Patrick Beverly, that they, they've traded for, all these guys coming in, it's very much sounding and smelling like. The uh, let's get ready to not play Russell Westbrook backup plan... there's been talks about him coming off the bench. So even, I know ESPN, heavy points league influence, but even in a points league, I'm not taking him this high. He is obviously a much better points league player than a category league player. Um, but for me, in a points league, maybe take a flyer later outside the top 100. Um, but in a category league, I am just not drafting Russell Westbrook. I'm just not drafting him at all. He's like the definition. He'll probably be the thumbnail on this for, on this video uh, because he is the do not draft you know, flag bearer. I'm, I'm not drafting him. I don't think he's going to be playing in, in three months. I just really, I really don't think that the NBA values him anymore. I don't think that he is ready to play an 18 a minute a night role. Um, I think he's too proud to do that. And and I understand why he was once a really, really good player, but I just don't think he has it anymore. I don't think he has the three point shot that helps um, contribute to winning basketball. His IQ is still of that of a of an all-star and all NBA guard when he just doesn't have that talent anymore in my opinion. Um, you've got injury risks. He's just terrible in a category league with the free throw percentage, field goal percentage, lack of threes, lack of steals, lack of blocks, high turnovers. There's just nothing to like for me for Russell Westbrook. So, again, do not draft Russell Westbrook. You have been warned. Um, You'll see him at the top of your queue. Just ignore him. I would not be drafting Russell Westbrook. Um, Let's go on to round seven. Jeremy Grant at 79 on Yahoo! to me is a guy that I'm avoiding. I think, again, similar to Tobias Harris, I think he's going to be a guy that I'm not targeting until outside the top 100. Maybe has a little bit more upside than a Harris, but the trade to Portland, I think, hurts his value. He's not going to be getting the usage he got in Detroit. Um, He's not a huge defensive stat guy. The rebounds for a power forward are pretty poor. Doesn't get many assists. Um, Maybe the threes are a little bit better than a Harris. Maybe he scores a little bit more than a Harris, but again, 79, I think it's maybe 15, 20 spots too early and um, not a whole lot of upside here. So I'm avoiding Jeremy Grant at this spot. Fan tracks, again, Tobias Harris, 83. Still 20 spots too early for me. Um, Yep, just not a fan. Don't think there's any point. ESPN, we've got Malcolm Brogdon at 84.2. Now, I think Malcolm Brogdon will be okay this season. I was very much down on him, but the Gallinari and Robert Williams injuries, I think, have opened up more minutes for him. So I'm fine taking him outside pick 100 especially if you desperately need assists. But at 84, you're 15, 20 spots too high for me again. So um, I, he's coming off the bench. I think he should get minutes in the mid to high 20s, which should be enough to, to still have value. But um, he's not coming in as a 30-minute, 30 32-minute-a-night starter for the Celtics. Uh, that's Marcus Smart's role, and that's not changing. Uh, so Mark, Malcolm Brogdon, sorry, is definitely someone I'd be avoiding, and this is 20 spots too high for me. Uh, or even I'd even maybe have him further back as well. Uh, Round eight. Here's where Yahoo and Fantrax have Russell Westbrook again. Category leagues. I'm not drafting him. He can get to 150. I don't care. I'm not drafting him. Uh, There's just no upside for me. I just really am confident that he's he's just not going to be providing uh, fantasy value this season, especially in category leagues. In a in a points league, sure, maybe you take a flyer on him in in your last sort of several rounds um, and just cross your fingers and hopes hope it works out. But there's tremendous risk here, and yeah, I think you just. Pissing away a pick, basically, at this point. You're just lying it on fire and just saying, hey, guys, I don't I don't really want to draft anyone at this point, so I'm going to draft Russell Westbrook. Um, in fact, it's probably worse than that. It's probably actively hurting your team more so than it's just um, not helping your team. So avoid Russell Westbrook. ESPN, 86.9. Kyle Kuzma, I think, is too high. Um, he was good last year. Bradley Beal was out. Kristaps Porzingis came in. Now they're both on the team, healthy. He randomly just got a lot of assists towards the end of the season. I uh, don't think that's going to continue. I think the points are going to drop. The usage will drop. Um, so 86.9. I think it's, again, about 20 spots too high. Um, yeah, and I just don't think he's going to provide... The steals and blocks aren't there. The percentages are, you know, subpar. Sure, he'll still give you some decent points and rebounds but and, and some threes, but... It's just not very exciting. I think there's more upside uh, on the board at this point uh, that I would much rather grab. So again, probably about 20 spots too high for me and Kyle Kuzma on ESPN. At round nine, Yahoo has got Mo Bamba of an ADP of 101.3. Guys, what are we doing? Mo Bamba, he's a backup. He's coming off the bench. He's going to back up Wendell Carter Jr., Paolo Boncara is going to be there as the starting power forward. You've got Chumaro Kiki, and maybe you've got Jonathan Isaac. If he ever, I don't know, uh, decides he wants to play basketball ever again or or whatever the hell's going on there. But he's a backup. He's not going to get his 24 minutes a night. He's not going to be playing many minutes next to Wendell Carter Jr. like he did at the start of last season. Even the second half of last season, we saw him fade away. He was starting to just become a backup to start last season. You add in Paolo Boncara, who's the number one pick, um, and you might see him... Run some plays at at center. You might see him. He's going to get a lot of minutes at the four. And I just think that hurts Bamba's ceiling because he's just someone who comes in and blocks blocks shots. Sure, that's great. And he can do that in limited minutes. But it's just not worth it at this point. He's a flyer with your last round or second to last round pick. But at 101, it's way too early. You can still get some really good players at that point. On fan tracks, we've got RJ Barrett with an ADP of 98.26. It's too high. In category leagues, He, I don't think he's ever had a top 150 season. I'm pretty sure he's only had one season where he's been in the top 200. He'll score points, but he is bad in every other category. Poor field goal percentage, poor free throws, poor threes, doesn't... Um, get assists, doesn't get steals, doesn't get blocks. The rebounds are, are okay, I guess. The turnovers are high. It's just bad. He's bad at fantasy. He's a better real-life player. I know that. Um, points league, he's much better. And so this is actually probably too low for him in a points league. But in a category leagues, just avoid him. Um, he's going to get boosted up because he scores a lot of points. And I understand there's some value in that. But to me, this is still too early. Um, you're just taking a hit in so many other areas. Um, and you, and it's really just not worth it for me. So, I.J. Barrett at 98 Again, probably 20, 25 spots too high for me uh, to be taking him in a category league. And on ESPN, Bobby Portis at a round, uh, in round nine, 103.8 is his ADP. I think Brook Lopez is still going to come back in and be the starting center. Sure, he's going to be okay, and he might just scrape to this mark. But again, very little upside, lots of downside, Um I just don't think Bobby Portis... He had a decent season last year and and he still... He didn't do that much better than this, even when he was the starting center for most of the season. Um, Just not a whole lot here for Bobby Portis. I think there's still a lot of other guys at this spot that you'd much rather take. So again, for me, about 20 spots too early for Bobby Portis uh, at 103.8. The last uh, rounds that we'll go through... So I've just called this round 10+. plus. So guys after pick 120, basically... Um, you can't really get too too much of a bust at this point of view because, again, if they don't work out, you just drop them. But these guys here that I'm going to ha- highlight just have no upside, in my opinion. So why would you bother? At this point in the draft, you're trying to get someone who either fills a need um, uh, or you're trying to swing for the fences and, and draft someone that could potentially be a top 100, top 80 player. Uh, and, and I don't think these guys have a shot in hell at doing that. So on Yahoo, Rashawn Holmes... At 125.7, backup center. He's going to be playing behind Sabonis. They did it after the trade deadline last year. They're going to do it again. Um, I just don't see the point. He's going to play 15 minutes a night. Like, what are we doing here? Yes, he probably should be starting somewhere else, but he's not. He's on the Kings. He's going to play backup center minutes. So, uh, and, you know, the league and the Kings don't really value him. So I don't think you're stashing him for a trade or anything like that. Yeah, just don't see the point in drafting Rashawn Holmes at 125. Um, yeah, doesn't make any much sense to me. Very similar story to Convon Looney. Um, you could say that, yeah, he played 82 games last season. And on a totals, he might get this, but, like, who cares, man? Like, this dude won't play 25 minutes a night. He... Sure, you had a decent playoffs run. And look, I like him as a player. He's a good role player on a team, but in fantasy, he just does nothing. Rebounds, whatever, but just nothing else. So, 123... There's so many other guys with better upside there than Kevon Looney. Um, and, and Wiseman could even take his role. So, yeah, don't bother with Kevon Looney. And then on ESPN, you've got Montrez Harrell, 131.8. So, all of these guys are just backup centers or centers playing low minutes with no real upside. Montrez Harrell is backing up Joel Embiid. Do we really think that he's playing 25, 26 minutes per night to get his value? And even then, what does he do? He... Points and rebounds, like no blocks, no assists, no threes. Free throw percentage is terrible. He's just not He's not a good fantasy player, and he's not going to get the minutes anywhere close to what he needs to be valuable. So 131, just throw your pick in the bin because you just wasted it. <laughs> just get someone who's got a smidge of upside. Even if it's like a 5% chance to hit, take that opportunity and then use that spot to stream if it doesn't work out. But if it does work out, then you've got something on your hands here and you could really make a big difference in your draft. So those guys at the end there I just don't really see the point in drafting them um, at all. So that will do it t- today, guys. Let us know what you think are uh, players that you're avoiding in the comments below. Give this video a big thumbs up. Um, we've got plenty of other content coming out last two weeks before the season starts. Make sure you are subscribed. We're going to have heaps of stuff coming up. Head over to ballboysnba.com and sign up for our season guide to help you with your drafts. Just ten for the whole season and I will catch you guys next time Laters